You're listening to Wastoids. Hey, you are listening to Wastoids. I'm Jason Woodbury, and this week I'm hanging out with podcaster and DJ Rob Petrillo. He's the host of a podcast called Obsessed with Death, and it's about, you guessed it, his fascination with death. Each episode, he sits down with a doomsday prepper or an author who's written about funerals or grave robbing, reincarnation, and much, much more. His conversations are funny, touching, and honest, and listening to the show, despite the subject matter, is not a bummer. He joined me today on Wastoids to speak about launching the podcast, and we worked up together a playlist of death-focused songs from artists like Phoebe Bridgers, George Jones, The Notorious B.I.G., and more. If you're new to Wastoids, welcome. We're a podcast and video channel you can find over at wastoids.com and wherever you stream audio. And we've also got a hotline. We'd love to hear from you. Just dial 1-877-WASTOIDS. That's 1-877-927-86437. Yep, there's an extra number in there. Trust us, you can dial it and it works. We're looking for far-out stories, strange observations, tales of tours gone wrong, or anything you want to share. Nothing is too strange. Give us a ring. Okay, let's get to it. Check out Wastoids on Spotify to spin an extended Death Songs playlist. Without further delay, here's my talk with Rob. I hope you enjoy. Rob, thanks so much for hanging out with us. How are you? Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I guess we should start with the obvious question, which is, why start a podcast about the topic of death? What inspired you to uh, to get into that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think there's a few things. Um, the main reason I started it was because I genuinely think about it a lot, um, probably to an unhealthy amount. I would I would imagine it's probably unhealthy. Um, you know, it's it's something I think about every day, and uh, it sort of was like consuming me at some points, and I felt like the best way to approach this like obsession that I was having was to find a way to talk about it. Um, obviously I love podcasting. I have like a radio, but I love to talk <laughs> just in general. And um, I felt like podcasting was the best Avenue um, one, because it was an excuse to talk to really interesting people about a subject that I found really interesting. Um and then also, I think my friends were just getting sick of me <laughs> talking about it with them. Uh, you know, it, not everybody wants to, you know, hang out on a Friday night and listen to me talk about how we're all going to die one day. Well, something that struck me as I've listened to episodes is is the way, and you and I have talked lots of times before, so I already knew that you're like a funny dude and you're like a a, a, a chill guy and fun to talk with. So... The conversations, you know, while they might be focused on, um, you know, mortality, which is not the the easiest thing to sort of laugh about, I do feel like there's like a frankness and a humor to to the topic. Do you feel like there's room for that when it comes to our discussions about a topic as enormous as as death? Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, I don't consider myself as like a like dark person. Um, and I guess you would maybe assume that a little bit with somebody, you know, doing a podcast that's covering a dark topic. But um, yeah, I like to try and uh, create conversations that are obviously serious about the topic we're talking about. I mean, I, I've I've interviewed people who are dealing with brain cancer, who are literally being told by doctors they have months to live. Um, there's been some some guests on the show where the conversation, but also those are kind of the best people to talk about death with because they're staring it right in the eyes and like they have this this uh, you know they they have this view this experience that they've gone through that's obviously going to be so different than me and you talking about it. We're we're both lucky. We're both healthy people who are who are not necessarily you know on death's door or anything like that. So yeah, I try to find like a middle ground. Um, and I do think I do just kind of try and find the, the humor and everything. And I think there's just something about the, it's such an enormous topic, you know, it, it truly is the term absurd makes uh, a certain amount of sense when it comes to death, because it's something that as none of us speaking currently have done it, you know, there's, there's a very, there's, there's no way to wrap your head around the concept, you know? So when I think about, making jokes about it or making light, it does make sense to me that there's a, you know, that there's like, what what else are you going to do in face, in face of it? You know, you're going to feel intense feelings, you're going to feel intense sadness, you're going to feel mourning, you know, and then, yeah, you're going to feel these moments of like dark uh, incredulity at, at, at how baffling the whole concept is you know when someone's gone they're gone and uh i don't know i think that there can be some some room for humor and and also room for a million other things and that's why we've gathered to to talk about songs that all orbit around the topic of death um and they're good songs you know uh which is my way of i guess uh stating that as 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 broad as the topic is, it it is universal as well. So there's like always that going when it comes to death as well. Yeah, I mean we're all experiencing it. We're all going to experience it. I mean, again, it, it kind of a, a point of creating the podcast was like, okay, well, what 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 kind of podcast could I come up with? What's something you know? Everyone's got there. There's a million different podcasts with a, a million different subjects that they discuss on these shows, and I I just Obviously, I want to talk about death, but at the same time, I was like, "I'm this is a topic I'm <laughs> that literally every single person listening has in common with me." So that's you true. know, it's like <laughs> I I will sure people don't want to talk about it, and some aren't going to want to listen to that kind of conversation. But again, it's like well, this is something we all have in common. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like. Why not just talk about it at, at, at least at whatever level you're comfortable with? I would never force it <laughs> on anybody, but, uh, sure. but um, yeah, I think um, I'm excited to get into some of these songs because I think obviously music is such a big part of death as well, you know, with, with people obviously writing these songs and, and using it as a way to, to deal with some dark stuff. Well, we're going to start off by taking a, uh, a few seconds let's let's listen in to phoebe bridger's uh funeral this is one of your selections let's hear a, a little snippet of that jesus christ i'm so blue all the time and that's just how i feel always have 
Rob, you suggested uh, this Phoebe Bridgers song. Uh, what what do you what do you what do you dig about this song? Like a fan of her in general, um, so I I pretty much love everything she's done. But this song in particular, a tone, especially when she sings about, brings out like these emotions in me that a lot of music doesn't bring out. I mean, the lyrics to this song are so brutal. And I did like a little bit of research, obviously, about the song and, and, and how it was created. And it is based around her losing a friend to an overdose, which is unfortunately, again, like something I could relate to. Like, I get that. And like it also it just like makes it even uh, a bigger connection. But I mean, it's just a be- it's a beautifully sad song. And for some reason, I'm attracted to, to beauty and, and sad together. That's 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 my jam. That's the that's the combo right there. Yeah. That's peanut butter, peanut butter and chocolate, beauty and sadness. <laughs> yeah. um, Phoebe obviously uh, loves to play with the sort of darker tones and and uh, has has a little bit of a sardonic side. I think about how one of her sort of most recognizable outfits is the the skeleton, you know, yeah. onesie or whatever. And I think that that playfulness comes out a little bit. But like you said, this song, not a not a chill one. Uh, we're starting off with a, a pretty a pretty heavy one. But I, but I do wonder, Rob, if you've given thought to what you want to see happen at, at your own funeral. Have you ever? How, oh. how often do you think about your your own funeral? It's it's interesting because with the amount I think about death and me specifically dying, my funeral doesn't come up as much. And things that I've read, you know, books that I've read, uh, other death podcasts that I've listened to that's really apparently what you're supposed to focus on. Like the idea of actually dying is scary. Um, you know, the funeral is like supposed to be the celebration, the end, you know, like kind of focus your time on that. So I, I, I don't think about it probably as much as I should considering how much I do think about the topic, but yeah, I mean, of course it's like, you think about, Who's going to come to your funeral? Is, who, is, who's not going to come to your funeral? Like, where is it going to be? What are you going to do? I've thought about a lot of different things. And uh, I've actually had some people on the podcast where we've discussed specifically planning funerals. Um, and you don't realize, like, there's a lot <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. Obviously, it's not yeah. just getting, like, buried in the ground or, or you know, cooked in the oven and then whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you decide to do. But... I think for me specifically, at least what I've come up with so far, and I'm sure it'll change, but I do like the idea of actually being put in the ground. I don't know why it feels like I like small spaces, so maybe <laughs> maybe I would enjoy that. And I also love the idea of like there being a place where people could go and be like, okay, you're, you're kind of here. Yeah. So, you know, not that I want people like le- leaving, you know, gifts at my headstone and, 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 you know, whatever, whatever is going on at these cemeteries. But I do like the idea of me still somewhat existing somewhere in a specific place. But yeah, man, in it's the, rough. in the ultimate tiny home, <laughs> <laughs> your forever tiny home. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on to our next one. When we first hatched this idea to talk about death songs, this is the first one that came to my mind, which is George Jones, He Stopped Loving Her Today. He said, I'll love you till I die. 
told him you'll forget in time. Country music has a lot of great death songs and murder ballads. You know, uh, you think about like Delia's Gone, you know, as Johnny Cash has done, or or Long Black Veil, another Johnny Cash song. But for whatever reason, the absolute first one that came to my mind was uh, was George Jones' "He Stopped Loving Her Today," which tells this like really funny, great story. It's sort of one of those like story songs, but then at the end, almost like you know the uh sixth sense or whatever it's revealed that george that the character has been dead this whole time uh and to me that's just such a that's such a like such a a great twist you know what i mean yeah i i also feel like you're accusing m night Shyamalan of 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 biting this guy's style yeah, here. It, he yeah the song off? was written by a guy named bobby braddock and and curly putman and i'm sure that m night Shyamalan was going through the curly putman discography going i need <laughs> i need a twist what do we got you know um <laughs> but yeah yeah i know i think about you know there's something about country music especially country music sort of from the classic era that just has this like majestic yeah. quality and i do think that like there's something uh a funeral can be it can be a lot of things but it, it certainly can be beautiful and it certainly can be like a cool moment to remember somebody and uh and this song has got that it, you know talk about beauty and sadness all at once i think this one this one falls into the mix for music i feel like it gets shit on kind of like for some reason and and I, I don't I think there's maybe specific artists that cause that like in any sort of uh, genre of music. But I think there is like this beauty to country music that isn't appreciated enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing better for like the tear in your beer situation. You know what I mean? That's what it's, yeah, that's what it's all about. Of, you'll see you'll see course. like the toughest dudes, the toughest dudes shed one down the cheek if the right country song is on. That's a big part of it for me. Um, oh, yeah, Absolutely. Well, on the topic of funerals, though, uh, Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die. This is one of your selections. At the end of it, you know, Biggie says, I don't want to see no crying at my funeral. So that yeah. kind of gives us the uh, the insight on how he was feeling. This is hands down the most aggressive of our selections, I, I feel like. Um <laughs> The most concerned yeah. with the actual murdering of 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 people. Um, when did you? Uh, did, were you a, a big fan of Biggie growing up? Generally, he was somebody you know that I really didn't start listening to until he was gone. Um, you know, I was ten years old when he died, so um, you know, was I was I was watching Nickelodeon. I was definitely not bumping Biggie, but I mean, I would have had so much street cred if I was. Um, I did have an older sister that I remember being affected by it. Um, she obviously um, was closer to it. And then I had friends, you know, older, fr- older brothers, friends uh, who would play it. And, and it obviously was being played a lot when he died. So I kind of learned about it um, a little bit later. Um, but he's also just one of those artists where it was like, he kind of just knew, like, it just seems like he knew he wasn't like, I, he was 24. When he died, that's so young. I, you, I, I look at a 24 year old now and it's like, you're a child. That's a, you're, you're so close to just 
the beginning of your life still. So um, it's just really interesting. And then I also sent you another Biggie song that was, I think, a little too intense. Um, but because he was like very vocal about death in his music, um, which I found really interesting because there was another song um, uh, called Suicidal Thoughts, I believe is the title. Uh, and he's literally the entire song is just rapping about how he wants to kill himself, how he's depressed. Like it's at which again, like early nineties hip hop, uh, the entire song's about how he's sad and he's going to kill himself. I don't think anybody else was doing that. You think about Biggie and Tupac, obviously these two icons of the nineties, both gone way, way before their time. And then I think of course about all throughout history, people from, you know, obviously, you know, Kurt Cobain, you know, Bradley Knoll from Sublime, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, you know, just like the uh, Marvin Gaye. There's, it's like nonstop. The Amy Winehouse, you know, somebody who's gone like way, way, way before it seemed like it that should have been happened. Do you think that like there's a, you know, what do you think happens to an artist when, when they die before their time? You know, does that almost in a way i mean for you as a as a listener is do you bring a sense of that to your sort of fandom of those artists is it hard not for that to become sort of a part of their overall myth or story? yeah i think it does man i mean i think it's it's in a lot of different things um you know especially i think definitely with artists you know obviously it depends on the art form i guess but I mean, obviously, like like painters, like pretty much every like painter has like become extremely famous once they're dead. Um, yeah, and only and you, when they're dead. Often, a lot of times they're not appreciated. Exactly. In their yeah. Time. So yeah. yeah, I do think there is like this this feeling that you get, especially when you're like, man, what else could we have like witnessed from this artist? You know, obviously, they all like all all these artists that we named um, were creating these incredible albums and this like these incredible pieces of work and live performances at such a young age that you're like man i can't imagine with what 10 more years of life is going to you know produce and help them create so i think part of it is just like you're missing what you never what you you know you're never gonna get and you just like i think a lot of the times you're just maybe you overanalyze stuff and you kind of create like this uh, you know vision of who they are in your head i don't know it's 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 complicated i think for sure i definitely have certain artists that um you know i i view differently than other ones that are still alive for sure i definitely think i have uh you know someone that comes to mind i don't know if you really ever listened to mac miller but um he was like you know kind of just like this like collegey like just like hip-hop kid like but he was really interesting to watch because he was just doing these like very basic like you know rap albums or whatever and then if you go and listen to the last album that he put out before he passed and he was another one he died when he was 26 i think uh i mean it's worlds apart it's it's an incredible album swimming is i don't know if you'd listen to it at all it's an incredible album and it again it goes back to being like man another 10 years with that dude and who knows what he would have been creating. So, well, I think there are just, there's no shortage of, of death songs. So I will definitely have to do this again, but, but to wrap this particular episode up, 
I selected one and threw it out your way. Uh, Peter Ivers is the name of the artist, and the song is is called "In Heaven," uh, and then in parentheses, "Lady in the Radiator" song. Let's uh, let's take a, a few. Let's listen to that. song by Peter Ivers with lyrics by David Lynch. It was featured in David Lynch's 1977 film Eraserhead, which is one of my favorites, a movie about birth and death, I guess. Um, had you ever heard uh, had you ever heard that that song or seen Eraserhead? I no, I have not. Again, just more new music for me to consume. Well, this one is, I loved it. I loved it by the way. Oh, it was this, great. This one's a, a a favorite of mine. Peter is this absolutely uh fascinating story right he was this young guy he's a blues harmonica guy and he was discovered by the arranger van dyke parks who plug we have spoken with here on wasteoid so check that out wherever you listen 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 to podcasts but yeah then he went on to write songs for like the pointer sisters and diana ross and he hosted this thing on public access tv in la called new wave theater which featured the dead kennedys and fear and bad religion angry samoan circle jerks like all sorts of stuff but in 1983 after having worked uh with david lynch on this song in 1983 he was murdered under mysterious circumstances and it's it's gruesome I mean, he was bludgeoned to death with a hammer and the crime wow. the crime remains unsolved so peter ivers is like one of those guys where it's like man this is a there's something very creepy about this song and when you hear it sung that voice of, of his is so unearthly, you know? Um, Love the idea of dying under mysterious circumstances. Like I, that's, that's such a cool way. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, it's, gr- it was gruesome, but like, it's, it, I, it's kind of cool to go out mysteriously. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I think like the DB Cooper approach is the best, yeah, right? Sure. Where you're just gone. You just, you're just yeah. vanished, you know, there's another, Another songwriter who I like a lot named Jim Sullivan, and he he wandered out into the desert, and there are all these stories that he was abducted by a UFO because uh, he had sung about UFOs. But chances are he passed away at some in some point since then. But yeah, I think that going out under uh, uh, going out mysteriously is kind of that. I mean, certainly adds a mystique to your to your life yeah, story for sure. Rob, it's it's probably it's a little bit of a personal question, but at this point, I feel yeah. like it's fine. I can probably ask <laughs> it. Uh, do you uh, do you do you do you believe in an afterlife, or do you think that one when, when we're gone, we're gone? I don't know if I necessarily believe like the you know the story that we're all kind of told when we're when we're young. You know, um, I have a few different viewpoints on on possibly what could happen, um, but. The, something that I've been that I've been really into lately, and for some reason I don't know what it is, but it's gotten my my attention more than anything else is reincarnation. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, it's just such an interesting topic because it's mostly any sort of case that's been brought up is built around something a child has said. Um, you know, re, all these reincarnation stories pretty much come from children between like the ages of like three and six where they all say these very specific things and they all um kind of have similar stories it's it's really interesting i i mean i kind of love the idea of of i guess some people would not some people just want it to be done it's just like 
life is is difficult enough. It's tiring. Hopefully, when it's done, it's done. But I I like the idea of you know kind of living different lives and getting to do different things. And whether you remember it or not, I don't really you know I don't need to remember my past lives. But I do think that there's you know like energy is a real thing, and I I think whatever it is we possess has to go somewhere. I don't know where. And uh, I don't know who's controlling it or what's controlling it, but I think there's, you know, the idea that me and you are here right now is just as insane as something happening when we're not here anymore. It's all crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. And most unlikely question that we ask every day is why is there something instead of nothing nothing would be far more likely you know um yeah yeah rob where can people find you online or uh on the air um you could follow the instagram that's kind of the best way to get a heads up on episodes and all that stuff it's just uh obsessed with death pod and um just search obsessed with death podcast on wherever you get your podcasts, we're up pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 where you can find us. Well, thanks so much for hanging out, Rob. And thanks for having strange and interesting conversations. We'll do this again. Uh, we'll do this again soon. This was a lot of fun. Oh, man, this is great. Thanks so much for listening. This is Wastoids audio and video from 850 West Lincoln. Give us a call, 1-877-Wastoids, and join in the ranks of the literal dozens of strange weirdos who have left us messages like this one. Me when, me, when, you, me when, your, when your mom, and me when, me when, your mom when I meet, your, your, me when, me, me when your mom, this episode featured music by Nick Reinhardt, past Wastoids guest. Check out our Strange Gear episode where he talked to us about his weird synth guitar and more music from the Wastoids Audio Collective. Remember, we worked up a playlist for you featuring the songs Rob and I talked about, plus more. We'll be back next week with more radio shows and podcasts. Give Wastoids a follow on Instagram and Twitter and check us out wherever you stream audio. Thanks for hanging out with me here on Wastoids. Back soon. Wastoids!